Hi, and welcome to today's podcast. Just a bit before 3 o'clock on Monday, March 21st, the very first day of spring for this year that we get to chat. And a beautiful day it is. Um, I had a good start to the morning, actually a good mid-morning with a friend, Stuart, uh, the new executive director over at the Ability Center. Um, Stuart is continuing the vision that was announced a couple of years ago to make Toledo the most accessible city in the country. And uh, Stuart was on the podcast a couple of months ago. We exchanged some 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 vulgar emails, but it's it's sports stuff. And there's going to be a sports thing on the show today because it goes beyond sports. And it just broke um, after we recorded on Friday. And I can connect it back to something I may have, you may have caught of mine before, but you might, if not, you definitely, you'll definitely find my stance on this, this felon surprising, but yeah, Stuart and I, um, throw angry sports opinions to, to one another late in the evening, but he is a great part of our community. And I was so happy to hear that he loves living here. His wife is happy. His kids are happy. Um, he's got a great spot where he is and I'm glad he's not here just doing the job because it's an important job but he is jumping right into the community. So I'm glad that I could meet him early on and go, dude, look, we're very much the theme. We've lived some very cool, warm places without a lot of snow, and this is my home now. So I'm glad that um, I could evangelize where we live. I reached that point to a newcomer. Um, also, a real fast Ability Center story uh, was in the Blade today, and I believe her name is Tina Calhoun. Um, pretty slow news day, which is not the worst thing in the world. She does pasta and pooches. And I believe this is the uh, the 10th year of that, that fundraiser for the Ability Center. It is at uh, St. Michael's in Ottawa Lake. I've, uh, I've posted that link. So like I mentioned, we've added some content. Uh, Eric, Eric blog.wordpress.com. Uh, there is the 419 is with all, and this will never change, all Toledo news links. I didn't do any of the heavy lifting. Our great journalists in the area have gotten stories. I put all the things that I think you might find helpful or interesting right there. Every day around lunchtime, there is a beyond the 419, which are links that I find fascinating that are, you guessed it, beyond the 419. Uh, but that link about the pasta and pooches is up there. It's this Saturday, I believe, from around dinner time. Uh, ten for adults, five for kids, ten and under, and uh, also for like the third time, I'm coming across the Ability Center, and I'm I'm stunned that they're having a hard time finding this. I know it can be a lot. Um, it's been a lot in in several ways to find homes for animals the last couple of years. Some people have jumped on board and said, "I'm home all the time. I'm getting a dog." We did hear that some of those people returned those dogs, but I'm stunned to see that the Ability Center is having a difficult time finding foster foster homes and families for puppies. We all love puppies, and I would think people would jump at the opportunity to foster puppies, but then maybe the, the reasonable mind kicks in and goes, wait a second, I don't know if I have enough time to handle, and there's a little bit of training involved, handle and train a puppy. They're, uh, they can be wild. They don't listen. So, look, I don't want to put a, a pet in a place where 
someone has any level of doubt that they can manage it or not. Uh, before we get to the sports thing, which I think will take up the majority of today's thoughts here on the podcast, and I'm going to even try to do this within 20 minutes to keep it short because I know that um, 45 minutes a day um, might be too much for you. And I want you to get as much of the content as you possibly can. And if we're leaving some good content past the time where you have listened every day, it doesn't do anybody any good. Maybe just stop reimagining the content we get you here on the podcast. I, uh, If you were at the Kroger in Holland on airport, the Spring Meadows one, not the one in Swanton, around 7.30 this morning in the produce section, and you heard a loud gasp or you heard someone stunned and surprised and you're wondering what it was that was me because uh i i and this is what i get for not waiting until 9 a.m when monette's opens so i can go over there and get everything i need for like 14 dollars. now granted sometimes there are things at kroger i need but i can't get at monette's today wasn't really one of those days i just wanted to get my food shopping out of the way the romaine lettuce was $3.69. Whether it was a pound or for one bunch of it, I I had to do a double take. I looked again. I was like, oh, this is the organic. This is the organic. Nope. Wasn't the organic. It was the regular romaine lettuce, which I have never seen more than $1.99. When it's $1.99, and I think it's usually like $1.99 a pound, I'm like, ugh. I'm not paying such prices, especially when I go to Monette's and the, what is it? Is it like a quart? The plastic quart? It might be less than that. It's like two fifty, and that'll often last me most of the week. Or um, the the small, they're smaller, but smaller bunches of romaine or kale or I think it's green leaf. Three for $5. This lettuce, that'll last me most of the week, three sixty nine. I didn't buy it. Um, I bought the prepackaged green leaf lettuce in the plastic container, which costs a little more, but the, the freshness and the crunch is, is delicious. It was $2.99. $3.69 for lettuce. Um, I'm fortunate, I'm fortunate that um the skyrocketing prices across the board have only really impacted me with gas and the action figures I buy. Um, but on a regular basis, gas. Chicken a little bit, but I buy the chicken in, in bulk, and it um, it's still manageable. Three sixty nine for lettuce. Ugh. If you really care, the the cucumbers were seventy nine cents. Not terrible, but they were small. All right. So Friday afternoon, we saw that Deshaun Watson had changed his mind and elected to allow a trade to the Cleveland Browns. Um, he had. You might be wondering, how can he allow a trade? Like, this guy's in a lot of trouble, isn't he? Well, yes, a lot of this is very vexing and counterintuitive. Um, I believe it was, I, I, I'm fairly certain it was before all the sexual assault allegations hit Deshaun Watson, where he was displeased with the direction, the leadership, the management, the ownership of the organization. He said, I'm not playing anymore. He also had a full no-trade clause, so they just couldn't ship him out. So last season, after all of these allegations, like the nearly two dozen, I think we got up to like 29 accusers. 
Um, it's at 22 right now. And I think within the last couple of weeks, um, district attorneys where this was taking place chose not to pursue any action. There are still some civil things that could happen. He could still very well be in a lot of trouble. But criminally speaking, it looks like that's been put aside for now. Uh, But he sat out last season. He refused to play. Not that with all the allegations hanging over his head, the Texans would play him. But Deshaun Watson basically protested and got paid while he finished up his tenure with the Houston Texans. Um, there were a lot of guesses as to where he would go. Carolina was often referenced. Uh, the team I, I follow closely, the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, but the team that has searched for a quarterback, I know of one talented, quality quarterback the, the Browns have had my entire life, Bernie Kosar, in the, um, I guess, what early to mid-80s. Other than that, Deshaun Watson is by far the most talented quarterback that has ever been associated with the Cleveland Browns. So they decided to do what I like to call putting their moral compass in their back pocket, offered Deshaun Watson hundreds of millions of guaranteed dollars, which you'll pay for as a fan, if you're a fan of the Browns. Um, And he will forget about like the minutia of the trade. I mean, on its face, the Browns got an extremely talented quarterback. He could be one of the five or seven best, most talented quarterbacks in the NFL. But the Browns paid a cost, and I'm, I haven't seen personally, but I've read that, that fans are already saying, we're not going to do this. We're not going to support this. Even though he wasn't criminally charged, uh, this is not one or two or, or three people. This is over 20. And all the stories are very, very similar. I'll say this, and somebody might want to drill me for these words. Um, at, at best, he can't control his erections and is disgusting in... that. That's the, the best thing I can say about him. He, that was the, a lot of the stories where he necessarily... I'm just going to leave it alone because I don't want to misspeak, but he can't control his erections, okay? At worst, he's a serial sexual predator. And the Browns said, internally, we've never had anybody this talented. We don't have the opportunity to get anyone like this, to acquire anyone like this. So we're going to take him and all the baggage and ugliness that comes with him. So I relate this back to um, when the Eagles in 2009, when did they get him? I think it was 2009 when the Eagles decided to hire and employ Michael Vick after 21 months in prison. And it was not, it was not white collar. It was not a white collar facility that was supposed to mimic prison. It was Leavenworth. He did hard time. And then the Eagles chose to employ him, where a lot of people were very upset. Remember, Michael Vick was found guilty of dogfighting and unthinkable acts of violence towards something, in many ways, I find more dear than human beings. Because in a lot of ways, you know, humans can defend themselves. In many ways, animals cannot. And I remember saying back then when 
We originally found this out about Michael Vick. I said, he'd have been better off killing a person. Because, and obviously, I don't, I, I mean that very figuratively. But what he did to those dogs, we all envisioned our animals. Back then, it wasn't a Diddy or an Andre, it was a Jasmine. What we read that he did, he did to my Jasmine. Unfortunately, we're desensitized to, to, to deaths of humans. It's awful. But when harm comes to an animal, I think many of us envision our animals. Michael Vick did that to Jasmine, to whoever your dog is. Um, I'll, I'll even, I know I have my saying, I understand, but I don't agree. Or, I don't agree, but I understand. Even back then, when I reviled him, I understood that it was a part of the culture he came up in. And there just weren't enough people around him to go, Michael, you can't do this. You make hundreds of millions of dollars for the NFL, for the Falcons, across the league, for Nike. You can't do this. You'll jeopardize all that. But who he was around, remember, just like with mental health, you're born with a lot of it, but your environment, what you're around, has an immense impact. Like we've talked about several times on this podcast recently, your zip code means almost more than anything else in your life that will dictate how successful or unsuccessful you will be. If Michael Vick was born in a different zip code, he might not have been locked away for dogfighting. Um, but he was for 21 months. And I remember when he got out, I was okay that the Eagles brought him on board. Many, many fans weren't, although there were far fewer fans protesting for the Eagles' first exhibition game, preseason game, in August of whatever it was, 2009, than I anticipated. For all the fury and outrage you heard on the radio and the media, I think there was only like a couple dozen people. And he got a lot of hate in other stadiums from people who were dog lovers. And remember, there is nobody that loves dogs more than me. But if there was anybody to be mad at back then, I wasn't mad at Michael Vick. He served the time that was set upon him. If any anybody then or now had any anger directed at the judge... And I don't recall back then, 10, 12 years ago, whether or not the punishment was deemed lenient, excessive, or appropriate. I think he was sentenced to 24 24 months and he got out in 21. He paid his debt to society. And he has now, once he became a Philadelphia Eagle, uh, a team with leadership management has been known before then, then, and since then, Andy Reid now with the Kansas City Chiefs, to afford people second chances. And I think, in most cases, any human being deserves a second chance. Now, there are some things we will immediately rule out. Um, But he served his time. And after he was hired as an employee to be an Eagle, um, I know publicly and privately, he did things to make up for what he did. Uh, And I don't think the animal engagement he did um, in the Philadelphia and area community was just to wave the flag to go, I love animals now. I think it was genuine. I think, I wish more people could be reformed like this, where they truly saw how awful it it was what they did, and they could truly truly be rehabilitated by their time in prison. Like, I think we all young when we're, I think we all learn when we're very young, oh, jail is to, to, to rehabilitate people. It doesn't, it rarely ever happens. And I think Michael Vick has become the paragon of 
the way we would like imprisonment to work. You do your, you do the crime, you pay your debt to society, you feel the pain while you're in there as your freedoms are taken away. You have to deal with a commissary and no longer the millions that you and I believe when he came out, he was bankrupt because of all that he had to pay in legal fees and whatnot. And that's part of the punishment as well. There are some people who never, ever will root for Michael Vick ever again, even if he reaches the top of what is now his broadcasting profession. There are people who hear him or see him talking about football, and it turns their stomach. I I respect those people. Um, I chose to go a different route. He paid his debt to society, and I watched carefully, and and maybe I'm just gullible or naive. But I believed that he became a different person and realized how wrong and evil he was and what he was doing. Um, And I don't think it's just a charade that he has put on uh, publicly and privately, which I was privy to. Deshaun Watson has not paid any punishment. He's not paid any price. In fact, as I mentioned, he got to sit out, not work, and got paid his full salary while he protested what was what can be agreed by by many a wayward organization bad management bad management bad leadership in fact their former owner bob mcnair who passed away a couple of years ago before his passing said something to the effect during a labor dispute with the players can't let the inmates run the asylum that didn't the how that was racially tinged did not go over well so watson was right it wasn't, a bad, it wasn't a good organization. He didn't have good employers. But he's a bad employee and likely a very terrible person. And that goes into being a bad employee. Um, and he's got several hundred million dollars in guaranteed money. Um, the Haslam family had to approve this. They're the owners of the Browns. But ever, And there was a press conference yesterday talking about this. Browns leadership from coaches to um, front office to, to ownership. Um they write the check, but you know who pays for the check? You know, you know who allows that money to go from the Browns to Deshaun Watson? And he'll probably lose, I think the number was, if he gets suspended six games, is what happened to Ben Roethlisberger as an example many, many years ago. Uh, Deshaun Watson will lose about $600,000. First of all, Ben, all those years ago, when we weren't as attentive to this to these awful acts... He got six games. Deshaun Watson shouldn't play a single NFL game this entire season. And he's only going to get paid a million dollars if he plays any games for the entire season anyway. Because all of the money is backloaded into other years in the contract. This is the deal the Browns have made. It's a deal with the devil. It's a Faustian bargain. And I'm glad to see that many, many fans are upset. Because again, if you don't want to be a fan of Michael Vick these days, I understand. I am. I'm glad to see what he's become. I haven't heard a single. I apologize. He hasn't even tried to couch any kind of apology to, I'm sorry if my acts were blankety, blankety, blank. All the apologies that seem insincere and are baked with excuses. None of that from Deshaun Watson. So this is different from Michael Vick because no price has been paid by Deshaun Watson. And the only price that will be paid is a very extensive long-term suspension or if the Browns' hand is forced by Browns fans who have been desperate for decades for a competent and talented quarterback for fans to go, 
I would do almost anything to have a talented quarterback, which you need to win games consistently year after year in the NFL. But I will not support a man who, who is accused of this. And not and again, accused of this at this volume. We kept it short. Remember, lots of other places to get the content now. Uh, EricChaseBlog.com for what I mentioned earlier. Thanks for being here today.